Uh, God is so good. You're, you're going to laugh when you hear what I have to, to share today. As, as, um, huh. I have nothing up my sleeves. I told nobody what I was going to be preaching, but you saw in action <laughs> what I'm going to be talking about. Don't you love it when a plan comes together? <laughs> so my wife didn't know what I was going to be saying. Stefan didn't know what I was going to be saying. None of you did, I don't think, unless you were talking to God sometime. <laughs> I'm going to be preaching out of um, 1 Corinthians 12, God. 1 to 11. <laughs> ah, he is so good. He is so good. Thank you, Lord. It, it's good what God is doing. Uh, and he's preparing us. I feel so far away. I'm going to move this up. That's better. I want to welcome Stephen back. He's been in the hospital and away from us. <laughs> Shelly's going to frame it. <laughs> oh, okay. We we put a card together for him, and and uh, he's just so special to us that everybody was missing him badly, and and he actually came back. So, yeah, we're glad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Lord. Uh, you're up to something good here, Lord. I just love it. Um, let me explain why I, I talk about some of the things that I'm talking about here. I, I have in my heart this understanding that, that um, what, we, what we see on the world stage is, is not all that we're going to get, that, that um, uh, something else is at work uh, and something that doesn't have our best interests in mind. And, and it, it, all, it, it all works in line with what's in the Word of God. But as we read the Word of God, I, my heart hurts because I know all of you people and you people at home uh, are very special to him. And so he, he wants us to be prepared for what's going on. Now, we've, we've tried to do that along the way as best we could. And uh, right now in world events, um, uh, England or Great Britain is, is moving to um, cancel all the, the mandates, so move back to, to normal. Um, Ontario has announced that they're going to do the same thing. Uh, yeah, they're, that, that's what they say. Now, that may happen, and praise God if it does. Our, our provincial government uh, has, has not joined in that. They say we're, we're still in the midst of the latest variant, and, and we need to be vigilant, and we need to 
you know, some things haven't worked, and so we need to double down on things that are working, they say. W whatever it is, you know. I, I read a story about Chicken Little one time. and uh, <laughs> I won't go into that. But <laughs> um, now, whether, whether, whether we continue with this, like I don't have a... Uh, a pipeline. I don't have a prophetic utterance to say, well, this is how it's going to happen. But, but I just know that it, it, I know in my knower that things are, aren't, aren't going to get better for, for the most part. You know, we may for a, a, a short time find things back to, and in quotes, normal, but something else will come then. It, because it just is working so much along the lines of something negative being pushed down our throats. And, and I'm being very careful here, okay? I, but but I, I want everybody to be ready for whatever comes. And part of being ready is, is recognizing where the significant things are. Significant things um, can be for your family uh, a roof. Now, God promises that you will, his people always will have shelter. Uh, he promises us food. But, but sometimes you need to put some away for the future. You know, like watch the ant, what the ant does. That's a, in a proverb. <laughs> Um, but spiritually, the way we have seen things unfold is that the plan is to not have us meet as a body of Christ, not have us meet together, to isolate us uh, and have us watch from home and be happy as as uh, uh, people on Zoom or or one of the other group chat uh, programs. We we use uh, Facebook Live and that's what's happening on uh, the screen. And David is so um, vigilant <laughs> to put that all together for us. Um. But there is something missing in that. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. If you hear anything from me this morning, hear whatever it costs you, don't give up meeting together. Now, I, I don't mean that you have to meet here in this building with us communally. But if it has to be in a home group, like in a home or... Or like they did in, in China, in caves. Don't, don't not meet together. God will cover you somehow. I don't know what it will be. But uh, it's so vital that we meet together. And I want to talk about that today. What happens when we meet together? For years, I... I attended church 
and I thought it was just the right thing to do. Um, we, we, we felt good when we came to church. We were learning good things, learning about the Bible. Um, but I, I, I didn't see a lot of supernatural stuff happening. But supernatural stuff happens whenever two or three people get together. Something absolutely amazing happens and that God joins in what they're doing. And so I want to I read what the Holy Spirit spoke to Paul and Paul put in a letter to the Corinthians and they then shared that with us so that we can have it today. So read with me if you would. 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. My, my old Bible used to say ignorant, but, you know, that's not politically correct anymore. <laughs> I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed, and that no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. I love that. But anyway, verse 4. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. Now, just, just we'll, we'll pick it up in just a second. Did you see what was happening this morning? Did you see the, the supernatural wonder of what was going on? Everybody thought that they were having their own thoughts. Well, no, I, he needs prayer, so I'll go over and pray with him. That was supernatural. God put those thoughts in your head, and you were just being obedient. Donna came and, and anointed my head with oil, and so if I shine, it's not, it's not like I've been on the mountain with Moses. It has a, a natural sense to it. But it was, it was supernatural because we are supernatural beings. And we are led by the Holy Spirit. Everyone that, that had a thought, even if you didn't act on the thought, you were being led by the Spirit this morning. That's how you can overlook it or you can recognize it. Elizabeth was saying this morning, it's, it's about being in the moment with God and going with him through the day. And as we're here together, recognizing it wasn't just me and the wonder of who I am. I want to lay my hands on somebody, you know. It's God himself moving through me. And it's wonderful. And it's happening. And we lose that if we're not meeting together. So anyway, let's pick it up in um, verse 6 again. 
and there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. Verse 7, to each is given a manifestation. That's a working out. Something physical is happening. A manifestation of the Spirit. Hear, hear, hear this, because this is the key. For the common good. For the common good. When you're at home, it's hard to act in the common good. When you're here, you can act in the common good because we all hear the same spirit. Harvey Schroeder is a pastor here uh, in, in the Surrey area for years. Uh, he, he used to preach that um, when God speaks, he speaks like rain. And that's such a beautiful, beautiful picture of how God shares his stuff with us because it doesn't come as, as, a, as a fountain upon just one person. God isn't pouring it out just on me and you guys, oh, you poor things. I wish that you could share in this. <laughs> he speaks in rain and it falls on each one. Yeah. And it falls on the just and the unjust alike. People that don't even know God are hearing him. It's an amazing thing, and he's an amazing God. But so to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing. By the one spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another the ability to distinguish between spirits. To another various kinds of tongues. To another the interpretation of tongues. All of all these are empowered by one and the same spirit. Who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Ooh, is that powerful? We have no clear picture in the New Testament of what a New Testament church service should look like. There isn't one. There isn't, this is how you should work. Everyone should arrive before the service. Be ready and prayed up. Come in reverently. You know, that isn't in there, uh, like specifically. It's in there if you want to <laughs> read between the lines a little bit. But, but there's nothing specifically that says this is how you have a service. It must all be in the Baptist tradition, or it must all be in the Pentecostal tradition, or it must all be in the Catholic tradition. It doesn't say those things. But it does say this. <laughs> in 1 Corinthians, we have this broad outline of what church services should look like or could look like. Paul, in, in some of the First Corinthians, speaks to us about when things go kind of out of order, this is how you bring it back. Prophecy should be weighed by two or three prophets. You should, 
You should honor each other. If somebody is speaking and somebody else has, has something that they need to share, let them share it. <laughs> Everyone in order. Everything in order because the Holy Spirit does things in order. And it's a beautiful thing. So we have, we have this broad outline, but lots of latitude. Because God called a bunch of strange people together. And, and through those strange people, he brings a commonality, a unity of the Spirit that doesn't happen without his Spirit. It's an amazing adventure, church. <laughs> now we get in our arm of flesh and we decide what church should look like and we can get bent out of shape over the color of the, the carpets or, or anything else that <laughs> is important to you. But the thing to remember is that we're here together and we're here together to lift up the name of Jesus. And, and if we come in with that kind of an attitude. Like you bring him in with you. Right? It's not like let me be careful about this because I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm, I'm belittling anyone but in order to marry me the prize of my life I became a Catholic. She wouldn't marry me otherwise. <laughs> it started me on a trip that is still going today through that I read through the Bible the very first time but one of the things I learned was that every, every service they had communion every mass they called it and and they would bring the host out from this little tabernacle or house that was kept in the church. So I, I asked the priest that was giving me this catechism, that you, you take the, the hosts out and you hand them out, and then, and then you put them back in that little house. And, and, and I said, is, is Jesus, then you're saying that he's there? Yeah. That's where, he, that's where he stays. It, it, something didn't register for me. I'm thick, I guess, but I couldn't see how the God of the universe was going to be kept in a little house. I was reading that... <laughs> Where is the house you know, built for me? You know? Now, he, he, he doesn't stay here when you leave. Sometimes the anointing, we can, we can feel there is a difference because you brought him in. But he actually goes home with you. You are his temple. You are the place that he's chosen to live, not a little house at the front of the church. He's chosen to live in you, which is more absurd to me than living in a little house at the front of the church. 
That's an odd God that would choose to do that. <laughs> but he's my God. And he chose because there's something wonderful in that. So you take him out with you. And then next Sunday, you bring him back in with you. And you've had the chance to listen to him all week, to spend time with him all week, to nurture your relationship with him all week. You've had this wonderful time, and you get to bring that back in with you. And we come together to have church. This is a warehouse. There is nothing church about this place. Other than Pastor Ron put a sign out front that says Cloverdale Church. <laughs> that makes it a church. But what makes it a church is that you come in. You come in here and we meet together. Ecclesia or Ecclesia is, um, is the Greek word for church. And it means coming together. It means us joining together to do something. Don't ever let any government tell you that you cannot be the church. You cannot bring what you have to, to others. We need you. It, I don't choose, I don't think when we read there that you can actually read in the, the original Greek, that Pastor Randy decides who gets what gift. I, I have nothing to do with that. He chooses what to bring. And if you don't bring him in on a Sunday, we miss out on what you have. It may have been just a smile for, for Stephen, an encouragement, or it, it may be a pat on the back for one of the other people here. It could be something as simple as that that makes a huge difference in someone's life. Or it could be a prophetic utterance. Or it could be a song. <laughs> it could be any of the wonders that God brings. But if you don't come, we miss it. We miss it. And let me tell you that there is something about the joining together that allows for the heat to be released, if you would, if you follow that metaphor. So if, if in a fireplace, all of the logs that, that are there are scattered in the fireplace, it, it's very hard to keep the fire going. But you put them in a little pile and get a little, a little bit of a flame in there. And the whole thing will burn. And it will provide comfort and an ability to cook. It will provide wonderful things. But only when it's together. You want to put it out? Scatter it. You want to ruin the fire? Pull it apart. And there is something about church that's that way. I don't know how many times, like, I, I so rely on, on when I come to you in, in the morning, on Sunday morning, or, or when I'm teaching a class, or when I'm counseling, 
It's, it's the revelatory power of God that I rely upon. I, I'm prepared for, for what he has given me, and, and I, can, I can deliver whatever it is, but the thing that makes the difference is two or three together, he's there in our midst, and he speaks something that could take us off on a different tangent, a different, a different way. He speaks something with power that begins to move in us. There is something delightful that happens when we're together. And so we come in, and, and we come up the stairs, and we've been hither and yon all week, gone somewhere. <laughs> but you bring him in. Whether you intended to or not, he comes in with you. And then we, we greet one another, and then we start to do this thing. We start to sing the same song together. This same song together. We start to put our attention on him. Whatever we were thinking during the week. Whatever we brought in with us. We may not have thought of God consciously once during the week. But when we enter into this place of singing together, there is a unity that happens. And out of that unity, something supernatural happens. Something amazing happens. We begin to hear his voice. You'll notice that as Amanda leads us, or whoever's leading, leads us, you can almost feel the change in the room. It, it, it sort of warms up. But it sort of feels a little bit heavier. And as we move along, you can, if you're paying attention, little subtle things change as, as we get further in the service, in the, in, the, in the song time. Sometimes Amanda will, will hear something from God at a time like that, and she'll begin to sing prophetically. You'll notice that because the words aren't up on the on the screen. She's, she's getting fresh manna, fresh prophetic utterance. I need to, yeah. Excuse me. Anyway, she's getting something wonderful. And, it be, and, it's, and it's, it's new. And then... Typically what happens is that somebody will get up and have a prophetic word or an encouragement or a testimony because they've been, they've been quickened by God to come up. There's, there is something in you that releases you to want to share it with people. And that, that brings encouragement. That's body ministry. That's releasing more supernatural. You think... Well, Elizabeth, you know, she, she had this wonderful thing happen this week. I mean, from where I was sitting, and I'm pretty close, it didn't look like anything was wrong with her hand. But she had second and third degree burns there right? before God touched her. Now, she may be just telling us a story. I don't, I don't mean she's lying. 
I mean, it may feel like she's just in, uh, recounting something that happened in her week. But what she's doing is releasing the anointing. She's releasing it by recounting something that God has done in her. Her testimony is how we overcome the enemy. The blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And so she has, she's standing here and she, she was excited to share it, her, but, but the next person may not be so excited. They just want to tell you something that happened to them. But however it is that you're here, when you speak it, something absolutely wonderful, dynamic happens. And you encourage hearts. You may never hear on this side of heaven how you encouraged somebody. But it doesn't mean you're not doing it. We are supernatural beings that are encouraging one another to be supernatural beings. And we need to feed off of that. Be <laughs> hungry for more of that. And not give it up. Not relinquish it. It's so, so important. It was important enough for the Holy Spirit to speak to Paul, to write in a letter. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For the common good. As he moves through us, it's for all of us. We may not be able to receive it because of where we're at, circumstances of life, we just our emotions overwhelm us, and we can't, we can't acknowledge that something wonderful happened, but something did happen. When, you, when you're receiving healing from day to day, it doesn't seem like anything's happening. But three weeks from when you were injured, you're totally different. Right? Something is happening. And something is happening when we come together that we cannot deny once you've been around it just a little bit. We need each other to move in the gifts that God has given us. Which ones are important? Everyone. Every single gift is important. And you moving to, to move in those gifts is huge. Not every one of us can lead from the front. We're not, we're not built that way. But every one of us has something that we can share. Every one of us has something. Like, share a smile. <laughs> like, but, but believe for more than that, if you would. Because, because you are important. God calls us together in a wonderful way for us to have something to contribute to the common good. Iron sharpens iron. We come together. Sometimes there are sparks when iron sharpens iron. Sometimes you don't agree with everybody. Let's put our, ourselves past that. And know that there is a good thing happening here somehow in some way. 
the goodness of God is being shared together when we come together. Can you see the significance of that and God's plan in that? All through the ages, people meeting together has given them the strength and encouragement to move on and to do the, the wonderful things that, that God does. Uh, Count Zinzendorf, um, um, back when, when uh, uh, Martin Luther was around, they, he, he felt to, be, to start this, this prayer group, and, and the group uh, became known as the Moravians. And the Moravians had a 100-year prayer time. Now, you think... What earthly good does prayer do, you know? We go there, we talk to God, we go home. Nothing happens. But out of that, the most astounding missionary program that, that the world has ever seen was started. People went more, the percentage of people that were involved in missions from the Moravian group was bigger than any other group in history. Something was changing hearts every time they met together in prayer. Something was encouraging people. Something was, was lifting people up to do supernatural things. Things that you would not do if you had it of your own volition. If you were alone. Together they, they, they changed Europe and more than Europe. Because, because one of my favorite stories in all of that was that uh, three young people really started to have a heart for the slaves and the slave trade. And, and they, they could not figure a way to be able to witness to these people in the slave trade, to these slaves so, so, strengthened by the Holy Spirit, given ingenuity and <laughs> creative thought, they kissed their families goodbye, sold themselves into slavery, and were never seen again. They went as slaves, and there is no return from that. You don't get a slave furlough, you know? Oh, you go home for two months, that's okay. <laughs> you, ha you were in it, and these three <laughs> were not heard of by the Moravians ever again. They don't give you pencil and paper when you're a slave, necessarily. And so these three... Who knows what they did, but I know something supernatural happened through that. You know, you just, like, it, it, it burned on my heart that they did that. And, and we get so so not wanting to get out of our comfort zones to have to drive to church in the rain. I'm being facetious there, but we we get so comforted that that to to put ourselves out in any way 
if we rely on the flesh, will not, will not move us. But if we listen to that still small voice, we're going to meet together. And we're going to meet together in the common good. And we're going to encourage somebody and lift somebody just a little bit more toward, toward something, toward their call, toward their destiny. It's going to be wonderful. Now, you, you may like or dislike the way we run church. That's okay. We still come together. You, you may not like the songs that we sing. There are churches that, that believe that the only, the only anointed song service is one that the original disciples would have sang. Right? Pardon me? Well, we, we have a good idea what some of those things are, but... <laughs> um, but that would negate God having moved through so many different song services and... Um, uh, would negate all of the hymns from the, the 17th, 18th century. They weren't there initially. It would negate all of, uh, all of the, 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 the wonderful choruses that we learned along the way that actually were used of God to save people and heal people and deliver people Amen. because he inhabits the praises of his people. doesn't say a specific type of praise, he inhabits the praises of his people. And so it is the way it is. <laughs> we hope you like it. But more importantly, we hope God likes it. Because we're here for him. So let, let me read that one more time. And, and I'm going to read verse 12 as well. Verse 1. 1 Corinthians 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus is accursed. Now, don't, don't hear me wrong there. Uh, it says you can't say it in the Spirit doesn't mean that if you've ever said that, that you've, you've, you've spoken the unforgivable sin, right? <laughs> we still move in the flesh sometimes. We still choose to sin sometimes. You're not under that umbrella. I know some people that said very close to that, and, and I know that they are still in the Lord. So anyway, and no one can say, that Jesus is Lord, except in the Holy Spirit. And I use that in counseling regularly. Anyway, just to test whether they're in the Spirit or not. Verse 4. Now there are varieties of gifts. There's many, many, many. But the same Spirit, it's one Spirit, right? And there are varieties of service, but the same spirit. There are varieties of activities, 
but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For no one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, or for, for to one, sorry, to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by one Spirit, by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another the ability to distinguish to distinguish between spirits to another various kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues all these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills individually for the common good that is now verse 12 for just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, through though many, are one body. So it is with Christ. He goes on to say that can the, can the hand say to the foot, I don't need you. But imagine this. What the, what the governing bodies of the world today are saying is, it's okay if the hand is in Fleetwood and the foot is in South Africa. You can still have church. We need to be together. We need to be together. The warmth of the fire is in unity. Now we can decide that we have unity over the, the, the Computer, a certain amount, I'm sure. But it's not the same as when we come together. Revelation falls like rain when we're together. People, people jump up and, and uh, you know, prophecy comes like popcorn when, when we're, we're one in the spirit. It's just pop, 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 pop. It's amazing what happens when we come together for the common good. No, you, you don't have to come in here looking for the common good. You just contribute to it. It's so beautiful. God has such a wonderful plan because he loves us so much. So I say all of that to say whatever is coming down the pipe. I, I hope that I'm, I'm terribly wrong, and we have lots of time left. And, and that it's going to be Shangri-La on earth. But I don't have that sense. And so my position here is to, is to, every week I have, I want to try and build us in one way or another. What is it that I need to share this week, Lord? How can we encourage people from the front would you release your spirit to touch the hearts of each one to prepare us like boy scouts or girl guides or whatever you know <laughs> they they trained those to to get along in the wilderness and so i my point in the last three years has been to try and provide a way 
for people to get a little more prepared for what what could be coming. And I hope is not. Worst case, we get to read the Bible together. And I'll tell some stories. And you'll go away thinking, oh, it's good church. But I believe something supernatural is happening within each of us as we submit ourselves to God and to the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit moves through whoever is speaking. Through the prophecies, through the testimonies, through the worship, we come, to, come out being different than we were when we came in. You may not notice it, but there is a manifestation that is happening within each of us when we come together. Please don't give that up. The, our, our government has passed laws that say if I preach on certain things or, or tell someone in a counseling session things from the Bible that I could go to jail for five years. So I may not be here to tell you more stuff. Don't stop meeting together. Come together for the common good. Don't, don't let anybody tell you you don't need to be here. You do. We need you. We need each other. Let's stand. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. Mm. If, you, if you want prayer for anything after we're done here, there's, there's people assigned to prayer. Um, Nicole Farrington has, does a wonderful job of putting that together for us. And I so appreciate her. Jesus... Thank you for your plan. Thank you that we read something 2,000 years old and it speaks to our hearts as you have something that you had planned for us. You knew that we would need to come together because each of us has something to give, something wonderful for the common good. Lord, we may not be aware of what it is that we are giving away. Let us have faith to move and to continue to come and to continue to be a blessing, even though we're, we're not aware of what we give because we're encouraging others through your wonderful Holy Spirit that comes into church together with us when we arrive and goes home with us. <laughs> You're so amazing. I know that I would never have thought of such a wonderful plan, but you did, and we're acting it out as we obey you. Thank you that each one of your people here has a desire to be with you. 
Sometimes we need to be at home, as I'm sure each one that's watching today needs to be at home. But their hearts are to be with us here because you put that in our hearts. There's no shame in being at home and not here. But we do, we do something supernatural, Lord, because you ordained it. You called us together. You called us for a purpose and a time like this. And we bow to you and say, way to go, God. <laughs> You're amazing. And we love you so much. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you that you want to bless each one that's here. Would you do that? Let us hear your voice clearer this week. Huh. And see you in action like Elizabeth did. We love you so much in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Amen.